Hi, and welcome to another episode of Cafe 21. My name is Kyle, and in the hot seat today, we have David White, the CEO and Director of BGR Training. Welcome, David. Thank you. All right, so thank you for joining us today. Um, so kind of before we get started, I just wanted to get a bit of your backstory, your background, and um, how you kind of fell in love with calisthenics and um, that sort of type of training. Yeah, no worries. Um, so firstly, I fell in love with uh, calisthenics, that style of training uh, following a really bad knee injury that I got um, right. playing football. Um, and then, you know, at the time, um, you know, going to the gym, focusing on lifting heavy weights and stuff, but then cause my knee injury, even just lifting a dumbbell to the bicep curls, I'd feel the pain go all the way down through my knee. So then physio recommended, you know, bodyweight training, um, bodyweight squats and various leg exercises and just to get a suspension trainer so trx was the one i got and everyone in my space knows what that is and um yeah i was like i don't, I don't need a gym membership anymore because i'm just using my trx and i started using it down the park so i was looping it over the goalposts um, in a tree branch it was right beside the goalposts um, and yeah then i started watching guys on youtube seeing all the with gymnastic rings mainly yeah so I started some gymnastic rings as well plus my TRX um, and then that was the kind of um, when I realized there was a problem and that I could come up with a solution and that's how my company kind of got started but I mean, prior to that no sort of business background um, I went to uni I'd done sport medicine I dropped out because I thought it was terrible and I was like why am I doing this uh, so much chemistry and never done chemistry at school um, and yeah, and then from uh, dropping out of uni, I ended up being a roofer. Um, I've done roofs for like two years. And then that's probably when I started getting a wee bit entrepreneurial because I started seeing different ways I can improve tools and different ways we could um, just solve various roofing problems that we you, uh, you know, I said to the guys, this is a problem. Can we do it better? Like, no, this is the way you do it. So yeah. I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's probably when I came a bit more entrepreneurial, um, and then sort of combined that um, kind of spark of becoming a bit more entrepreneurial with my love for calisthenics training and this new idea that I created, and that's how I ended up where I am today. Well, yeah, because uh, just from listening to that, it sounds like a, you've had like quite a um, an unorthodox type of journey um, in how you've come up with BGR. Um, so I guess just leading on to my next question, um, just a, a brief explanation of what BGR is and um, kind of like the main challenges that you faced um, with coming up with the idea and like materializing it. Yeah, so like the BGR is um, a product for body weight and calisthenics fitness training. It's for anyone to use anytime, anywhere. So compared to the competition, which are things like suspension trainers and gymnastic rings, uh, we're a lot more compact, adaptable and versatile. So one of the problems that I was experiencing when taking my suspension trainer and rings to the park was that my bag was just this big tangled ball of webbing. Um, and every time I had to set up, I had to untangle it. And as well, training in Scotland in the winter, like your fingers are like numb. Um, and if anyone's used gymnastic rings, you know, you like adjust it with a cam buckle and it was just, yeah. it, it just wasn't nice. <laughs> um, so that was the kind of problem that, uh, that I experienced to to um to let me start uh, just running with it basically but yeah like i experienced so many problems trying to set up like i created uh, well the idea came to me i actually went back to college to study business 
following roofing because the plan was I'm going to put some of these roofing ideas into fruition. And you know, um, if I you know I know how to roof now, and ideally I'd like to be the boss one day, have yeah. my own company. Um, so that was the kind of plan for going back to study business. Um, but yeah, while I was at college is when I came up with the idea, um, and started putting it into practice. But the main obstacle that I knew was going to pop up was how the hell am I going to fund this? Um, going to various product designers and the costs were just like, I like, there's so many zeros at the end of that. Like, why is that so expensive? Um, so then obviously like time becomes a factor because you go into all these pitching competitions and you know you pitch for funding or you get grants. Yeah, it's great, but it hardly puts a dent in what you want to do. So you just need to kind of do it in small processes. Okay, what can I do with the money that's available to me? And how can I create something that I can then take on and show to somebody who has a bit more money or a good contact and say, oh, you know, this guy's got a good idea. Because my first prototype that I showed at a pitch was a retractable dog leash. So I spent oh. like two pounds on it. And I took it to the pitch and showed it. And I'm like, I think there's five judges. Four out of five of them were like, what are you talking about? But the one guy who owned a fitness equipment distribution company called Origin Fitness, um, he was like, I know what you're talking about. That's good. Um, it's like you're really early but if you develop that a bit more come back and see me um, yeah. so yeah funding and time have been the two biggest challenges well yeah um, I can imagine because I think you started this journey quite a few years ago and um, just seeing how um, it's kind of progressed and um, I just wanted to ask because um, I know you've kind of set up the companies uh, or the business in the United States is that correct yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to ask um, what the main reason um, behind that was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of something that happened <laughs> like one night. <laughs> um, basically, I've launched, I've just launched a, a, an Indiegogo campaign um, and it's, yeah. it's really well. Um, but the to get the most out of an Indiegogo campaign or any crowdfunding campaign, it's sort of dependent on what you're going to put into your ad spend. Um, so I'm going into this with, I think I had about three grand left in my bank account as I put that into ads. Um, and I was speaking to a few companies and that's not even going to build you like half an email list. Wow. Um, but we there was an option to partner with a company called ClearBank and ClearBank offer uh, loans that are specific to marketing and they've got really good rates um, if you're doing an Indiegogo campaign. So they've kind of got a special deal. Um, so the rules are, to get their funding, you have to firstly have raised $40,000 in your campaign, but also you need to have an American uh, bank account. And to have an American bank account, I had to have an American company. So, yeah, um, I think it was January. I just quickly wrapped an application. Didn't really look too much into what it actually meant. <laughs> um, I was just like, okay, I need that money. I'm sure a lot of companies have a, an American, a US subsidiary. It's not the biggest deals. So, yeah, I took a jump. Um, and it took forever trying to get it open because of the whole the COVID. And yeah. um, so their version of Companies House was just like backlogged and I was waiting to get a tax number. And um, so that was a big hold up to launching the campaign. But yeah, the reason I made the US company was to get that loan funding for ad spend. Um, but, you know, since doing it, like there's so much opportunities um, that having an American company uh, can create for you in the future. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad that I've done it. Yeah, okay. That's really wonderful. And um, I just wanted to ask, because obviously COVID pandemic uh, really affected everyone. Um, I just wanted to ask specifically to BGR, because I know personally, a few of my friends like really got into calisthenics, um, like during the pandemic. Um, so I just wanted to ask if 
how BGR was able to like weather that storm and what do you think the future holds um, in the coming months and years? Yeah, like it was a weird one. I mean, just before, and uh, just as everyone was kind of starting up at the start of the year, then nobody really knew what was going on. And then obviously a lockdown kind of kicked off in March. But just before that, I was speaking to two investors and, you know, we met up a few times in the last time before that. We went to this like small studio gym because the guy wanted to run it past his personal trainer because he didn't really have a clue about fitness. But I was like, I like you, I like the product. I kind of want to get into this. But they were going to make me a deal uh, in that fell through pretty quickly when the lockdown hit because they've made their money in air travel and and obviously the airline industry just like shut down uh, so yeah that went quiet and I was like okay well that kind of mucks up my plans for the next few months because I was pretty confident of getting that money um, but yeah obviously fitness just like took off like every fitness market just took off um, we kind of missed that because you know we obviously didn't have a product in the market but it kind of gave me a boost um, I said, like, okay, I really need to get this going because, you know, nobody knows when this is going to end. So I got um, a startup loan from the startup loans company, which is all personal, really. They put it into your personal account and you put it into your business account. It counts as a director's loan. But that allowed me to, like, finish off the last little bits of product development and pay for all the, the stuff I needed to get my crowdfunding campaign um, prepared. So, like, the content to, uh, to create the, the promo video and like some photo shoots and stuff like that and allow me to get a, a patent as well so I could finally show off what it was that I've created. Um, yeah, and like then ran into loads of different um, hold-ups and hurdles, just no idea would pop up. But um, yeah, like there's still a huge demand for fitness products. Um, I think a lot has changed in the industry. You know, people definitely change their behaviours. A lot more people firstly working out and then a lot more people who were going to a gym, like choosing now just to work out at home. Uh, I think the whole of society is going to change. It's not, I don't think it's going to be a new normal, like everyone's going to make now it could be, but definitely like London, for example, I don't, I can't see, um, you know, 100% of people still wanting to commute for you know, however long you do, two, three, four hours a day. I think yeah. a lot more people are working out at home and that's going to completely change the whole gym model. So gyms are meant to be in the places where they're most busy. So, London, again, London, for example, there's all these boutique studios and stuff. They want to get the people going to work in the morning and then after work, that's going to change as well. So nobody really knows what the future holds. But um, again, another thing, I think it's going to be a lot more smart and connected. And we've been working on something as well. So we'll be making some fitness technology that's going to be incorporated into the BGR. But also we think that this can be pretty widespread and incorporated into a wide range of fitness equipment. So, yeah, we're like, I'm working on stuff to prepare myself for the future. Um, and the kind of business model innovation that I think will happen, essentially what Peloton have done. Um, yeah, I'm working on something that can, I say, Pelotonize other companies. Firstly, yeah. Pelotonize my company, but I think we can help Pelotonize other companies as well. So, yeah, there's a, a lot that's going to go on in the future, but right now I'm, I'm not in a position to say what. Yeah, okay. Well, wonderful. And obviously we're looking forward to um, presenting BGR at the SCGC conference um, later this year. And um, I guess just to finish off, um, I'd just say if you had one piece of advice to give um, a younger version of yourself uh, starting off, what would that be? I mean, if it was this week, I'd say don't do it. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> um, I would say, but no, if, in all seriousness, I would say do it earlier. Like I had like loads of like different ideas um, kind of before and 
uh, yeah, I've, I, I do tend to overthink things. Um, but and I recently I've been jumping in a bit more. Um, and I wish various other points over my sort of journey I wish I'd just kind of take a, a leap um, I think VJ would be on the marketplace and that's what it's all about so yeah don't overthink um, and take the risk I calculate risk but don't just take any risk <laughs> oh, okay wonderful well thank you for coming on today um, it's been a pleasure to have you and uh, yeah thanks it's been wonderful speaking to you David cool. well thanks very much for your time thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Cafe 21 you can catch the visuals to the Hot Seat Collection on our YouTube or on our IGTV page at STGC 2021. And tickets for our live conference happening on the 16th of October are now live on Ticketmaster. Check out our website, sportsdeckglobalconference.com for more information. See you there.